This is Kate Beckinsale. You're listening to Beckinsale. You're on the phone with this podcast. You're upset. You're going off about <laughs> something that Joel said he doesn't get your humor like I do. Because he's Team Cyclops, Zach's Team Wolverine. I'm Team Gene, because there needs to be an in-between. Dreaming about the day when you wake up and find a new episode. Has been here the whole time. If you could see that I'm the one that understands you. Been here all along, so why can't you see? You agree with me. You agree with me. Thank you. Wow. Went a little past the intro song, but uh, I had to do that it. That's really good. Uh, Ken, I, I'll get, I'm gonna let you. I'm gonna let you speak here in a minute, but I have to say <laughs> wow. that was one of the greatest intros of all time. Wow, of all time. <laughs> wow, what year is it? Yeah, no joke. Doesn't no. matter. Welcome to Big Cell. I'm Joel. I'm Ken, and I'm Zach. We'd like to thank you for listening to our last show, our seven favorite albums episode. <laughs> yeah, it was fun. Seven. seven, seven, seven. Yeah, five is an arbitrary odd number. Just give seven. We have credit. five fingers. It makes sense. No. That's why we count in fives. Why five is an honorary even number. Whereas like six is an honorary odd number. Yeah. It's, it's a whole thing. But honestly, thank you. Thank you. Thank you to all you listener who participated. It was wonderful to see all your lists. I couldn't possibly mention them all, but thank you. I thought it was a lot of fun yeah, suggestions. I'm actually going to go in and listen to a lot of these albums. Oh, if our listener like them, they must be good because they listen to us. So they clearly have great taste. However, a couple comments from uh, we have David Kelly here who said, I introduced my kids to that thing you do this morning on the way to school. They have not wanted to listen to anything else since. Oh, that's so cute. Sorry. Good job, Zach. That's a great song. Todd Callen says, these are my favorite kinds of episodes. I love the Blue Album, live concerts, Rush, Queen, all the bracket shows, the music bracket shows, of course. I uh, hope you do uh, part two with another seven albums each. Wait, <laughs> so eight through 14? Yeah. <laughs> This Our is next this seven here, favorites. Starting, this is my 14th favorite album. <laughs> Arbitrary oh. numbers. Yeah. Also, he says, I'm still waiting for you to do a show on the Beatles and 16 Stone. Just wait. So how about that? And then Terry Ann Finley says, Zach, bravo on selecting Razzmatazz. I seriously just found out about this band and album two weeks ago and have been listening nonstop. Makes me feel justified in what I'm listening to and not as old as I really am. My favorite song is Kiss Goodnight, which is a good one. It's a very right. song. Honestly, from, from, um, I don't know how but they found me. Yes, from I don't know how but they found me, Rasmataz album. Um, I hear they're local. A lot of listener, we, we all uh, are, are brought together by the fact that we used to listen to an old alternative radio station. And I know that <laughs> if that station exists today, that I don't know how, but they found me album would just clean up. Yeah, yeah true album. story. So, And uh, I did, gentlemen, fulfill my vow. What? The Sacred Finger Boo vow. And yeah. I, I did the math. And I listened to your two seven, which mean two times seven is 14. Yes. I listened to all 14 of your albums. Wow. Between uh, well, the last show airing and this show airing. Uh-huh. I, I can't believe you listened to them all. I listened to several. How did not it all of go? Them. Uh, good. For the yeah. most part, it was actually a very pleasant experience. Sure. It was It was funny because like, I, I, I probably annoyed you guys, but I was giving you commentary. <laughs> yeah, I did. I actually time. loved it. There, there were some backhanded compliments in there. <laughs> There were. Basically, yeah. Joel hates Muse. I didn't say I <laughs> yeah, hate Muse. That's what I got. What I said was, I thought I liked Muse more. I don't know if I like... I don't know. Like you know I take that as hate, right? Which is a problem because you guys both picked Muse. But yeah. man, there's a lot of feedback and high-pitched singing. I'll tell you what, more so on the one that Kent picked, to the point when I re-listened to it this time, I... It fits. It's wonderful. I didn't like it as much. Oh, stop mm-hmm. it. As I used to. It's great. Yeah. It's less listenable than it used but to yes, be. Yes, I fulfilled my part of the old vow. ears... Well, well, thank you, Joel. Yeah. Thank you for participating. It was fun. I encourage anyone to go out there and listen to these, listen to these albums. Yeah. It was fun. 
I'd also like to give some encouragement to a new, not a new patron, a patron upgrade. Upgrade. Nice. You can upgrade. do that? You can. Anna Bravo was Damn. a tier three patron. Tier one name oh, right there. But now she's a tier two patron. Hey. So she gets access to our video reviews, uh, access to our Bake and Sell approved list. one of those. Yeah. And then uh, Bake and Sell wallpaper as well. Yeah. So <gasps> there we go. Thanks, yeah. Anna. Fun Very little cool. extra perks for being a tier two patron. Thank you, Anna. We appreciate that. We appreciate your upgrade. Thank you. It means you like us a little. You really like, like us. us. Yeah. But that's not what we're talking about today. What are we talking about today, Zach? Love is in the air, and we're going to review it through the course of the classic love triangle. Oh, love triangle. the old yeah. trope. Ah, uh, yes. yes. Love triangle. So you don't know what a love triangle is. Tell us. Uh, you obviously never were in junior high. But it is, is usually... Is that wait, wait. geometry? Did, are you saying you have two people that liked you? <laughs> but uh, Wikipedia, the source of all knowledge and sure. truth, yeah. says... A love triangle or eternal triangle, which I've never heard it called that, is a scenario or circumstance usually depicted as a rivalry in which two people are pursuing or involved in a romantic relationship with one person. Okay. One person typically ends up feeling betrayed at some point. For example, person A is jealous of person C, who is having a relationship with person B, who in person A's eyes is, quote, their person. Ah. That's how Wikipedia defines a love triangle. Okay. Fun fact, statistics suggest that in Western society, willingly or not, most adults have been involved in a love triangle. Wait, have we all here? Willingly or not? Have Hold you guys been involved in a love triangle? Like, are the, do the people know? <laughs> well, I mean, that you like someone, but they like someone else, or someone liked you, but you sure. like someone else. Yeah. yeah. Yes. Like, say, for example, in college, you go over to the, the, you know, the girl's apartment that's mm-hmm. across the way, and you go meet them, and they're like, oh, wow, she's really cute. And then this other, the other but girl's like, I, I really like you. But shouldn't I be a romantic interest in some way to be part of that love triangle? Otherwise, I'm just a stalker. Not <laughs> necessarily, as Are we're we going to sure? find out on this list. Oh, that's, yeah, true. that's true. There's a lot of, you know, not yeah. non-reciprocated feelings. But as a story element, the love triangle story structure has been around since the days of uh, William Shakespeare and Alexander Dumas. Mm-hmm. Uh, and in fact, I want to bring this up, that three of the highest grossing movies of all time, adjusted for inflation... <laughs> Are romantic epics that feature very prominently a love triangle at its core. Okay, so Gone Star with Wars. the Wind. Gone with the Wind. Star yes. Wars. Nope. I mean, Luke. <laughs> Zach. <laughs> Zach, no. That's a, that's I mean, diff- yes, in that first movie, yes. That's a different, uh, different uh, show. Uh, uh, t- Gone with the Wind, yes. Okay. Titanic. Oh, Dr. Yeah. Billy Zane. Dr. Zhivago. Dr. Zhivago. <laughs> Which is one of the highest cruising. We have to do a show about the highest cruising movie of all times because that is definitely the odd man out. But. Uh, <laughs> So yes, love triangles, they're very prominent because it does cause that little, oh, will they, won't they? And yeah. who are they going to go for? A little tension there. But in fiction, I feel like it's generally done not even very subtly. No. Right? Because, uh, for example, we could choose all rom-coms. This could be a complete rom-com episode. Totally and be like, could be. Hey, she should pick this guy because this other guy's really mean because there's usually only one good choice. Right? There's a likable guy who's written into the most of the movie, but it's almost like she's not giving him a chance. There's one good the choice, and it's not the most handsome one. Yeah. Usually, right? He's the yeah. regular guy. No, the handsome guy is the one that he's a murderer. And you're like, oh, is she going to choose yeah. the murderer or oh. the philanthropist? Yeah, but maybe they seem nice for a little bit, but then something is revealed that they're actually a horrible person. Puppy yep. kicker, as Zach said earlier. Puppy, yeah, the guy okay. who will kick the puppy. Yeah, because then you're like, why would you choose that guy? Yeah. It almost makes the it whoever's makes it choosing. Easy. Yeah. It makes it easy for the viewer to say, don't choose him. Choose the nice Heaven guy. Heaven forbid you give conflict to the to the viewer. Yeah. So no. we, we wanted to go a little more subtle on this. And so not subtle, but more straightforward. 
more difficult, I guess, of a decision. Okay. Yeah, they'll get there. (laughs) I had a brain triangle just then. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, no. But (laughs) like the Bermuda Triangle, but it's for brains. But we have chosen 14, the most romantic number. Uh, uh, 14. (laughs) Which is twice seven, by the way. Seven times two. Thank you, Zach. (laughs) Biggest Cell Season 9 is all about the number seven. But we have chosen four, 14 love triangles from film and TV <laughs> that we are now going to present to you. And we're going to have a discussion as to whether the character made the right decision and who we would pick in that situation. Okay. And are we trying to convince everyone? Or are we if just, we were that character. Are we like saying their future is going to now be with this character? They I, can sell the proof they've chosen this character. I think it's a little Alternate bit of a, reality. Little bit of okay. a mini, mini versus show here where it's like, okay. you know, we got to pick a winner here. I feel good about that. And if we don't, they're just left alone by themselves. Um, that's sad. But this, I mean, I think some of these people should end up alone. Uh, maybe because they'd be better off alone or that they wouldn't deserve. Did you just quote a 2000s Euro <laughs> trash dance? Hit? You know you love it. I do. Alice <laughs> DJ's awesome. <laughs> but maybe some of these people are kind of crappy and they shouldn't get anyone in the end. Whoa, that seems like a dark... That's finale can mm. it's valentine's day oh yeah, yeah unless yeah. you're listening to this later yes everyone deserves someone i'm right? sure unless you have self-love you know like elsa just let it go, let it go. let's move on okay let's go into the unknown with our list oh wow <laughs> we're going uh we're doing alphabetical by title of the show yeah today sounds great so you know there's no specific order yeah, except for alphabetical. Yeah, we will do our best to give order. you some context about what these shows are and who these characters are. Yeah. So even if you haven't seen it, you can make an educated guess as you play along at home. For example, or in the car. Let's start with Buffy, the Vampire Slayer. Yes, Buffy, indeed. Use her full tire title. Sorry, she Buffy. Just, she did not go to Slayer the, School. The, to not have your respect. Buff Eve, the campfire slayer. <laughs> uh, yes. Inside jokes. So Buffy yes. the Vampire Slayer ran from 1997 to 2003. Yes. And the show is a young woman destined to slay vampires, demons, and other infernal creatures deals with her life fighting evil with the help of her friends. Yes. The show created by Don't Worry About It. So context for this one. You have Buffy, who's your lead. and um, Played by Sarah Michelle Gellar. Yeah. So. There's like a, a nerd at school named Xander who likes her. But that doesn't matter because she falls in love with a, um, let's say, 130-year-old vampire, right? Age doesn't matter, but it's older. And he's Not older. the oldest relationship in this, No, not at all. They fall in love. It's kind of this forbidden love because he doesn't have... No, he has a soul. He's a vampire with a soul. But he has a dark past. And if he experiences true emotion, true love, he will lose his soul and become a murderer. Uh, this is Angel. It, this is Angel. Yes, this is Angel. But David Borneas. When you say then, true love, it's a little more... Uh, I'm being family friendly, thank Joel. Thank you. I was going to say it's a little more <laughs> this is, this uh, physical is for you. than that. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Well, yeah, apparently... Because he loves her, but in showing that it, it's love, kind of like, evil. No joke, it's kind of an after-school special sort of thing. Oh, it gets so... Right? A little melodramatic. Dumb at that part. But then Angel went to do his own spinoff show, and so they brought in this vampire they introduced earlier, who is just kind of like this punk right like he's meant to be this he's billy idol he's billy idol this antagonist to buffy but they always kind of have this banter but later on in the show he became the new replacement vampire love for buffy yeah who was supposed to kill vampire and that was spike yeah so our two opponents the choices buffy has are angel and spike angel played by david borneas who you might recognize from bones and Spike, played by James Marsters, who you might rec- recognize from Buffy the Vampire Slayer. <laughs> he was a voice in Dragon Ball Z. I'm he was sure a voice too. in Dragon Ball. Was he a voice or was he in the movie Dragon Ball Evolution? Oh, that's what I'm thinking. Or, he was, oh, he was Lord Piccolo. Yeah. <laughs> Wait, you gave him the Lord title? Lord Piccolo. <laughs> Why do you so know bad? that? So uh, there has been some discussion about this, uh, just so you're all aware. 
from Ms. Geller herself, mm-hmm. Sarah Michelle Geller. She said, quote, there was something so beautiful to me about the Buffy and Angel story. I think that Spike understood a different part of who Buffy was, and I think that she needed to understand that and discover. But for me, as Buffy, I think Angel is her choice. Yeah, because he's kind of the original. It's the first love, and we're going to run into this a lot with these choices. Of like yeah. the, the high school sweethearts, Which even minor, though he wasn't in high school. Minor spoiler alert. Yeah. Uh, for, for all these shows going forward, we're going to talk about maybe who they have chosen. It's hard to choose because like a lot of these decisions we're making, the decision was made at the end. Yes. Because in this show, she kind of chose both. She chose Angel and yeah. then she chose Spike and then she kind of chose neither. Mm-hmm. And then one of them died. Yeah. I can say that. So Right. So it depends on where we're putting this in the timeline, but I think it's kind of an overall... Like, who should she end up with? Yeah. Because, yeah, sure, the show's had spinoffs, and they went and did their own thing, yeah. and maybe even moved on to... One of them died, then was resurrected. I right. should also clarify that. So I think Buffy's love with Angel is one of, like, star-crossed lovers, which will come into play a lot here. It, but it's it feels like a relationship of, like, Twitter patient and teen romance. It's really brooding and dramatic, and it feels meant to be. It, it, but it it's is, weird. It's pre-Twilight Twilight. It, it really is. Yeah. I think that's where Stephanie Meyer honestly got everything. I completely agree. And then you have Spike... And they have like, it feels to me, even though there were more difficult and ugly parts of their their relationship, it felt like a relationship built on years of friendship and even antagonism and one where he grew, or I guess they grew to love each other. And I'm trying to decide what would be better for someone, right? To be friends with someone, warts and all, find love with them, Mm -hmm. or to be like, this is my one and only, this is the one that got away they're always going to be the higher standard that you hold someone to. Right. Because I think Buffy always held Spike to the higher standard of Angel. Yes. Yeah, she was always comparing him to Angel. Right. Neither one of these this guys... Is, I love that we're having this conversation. I feel like we're like going geeky like season two. Oh, there's 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 so many blogs, posts out there about yeah. this. Uh, by the way, this is like sponsored by BuzzFeed. But he, <laughs> yes. Pretty much. But a, I mean, Angel does have the dark side of Angelus. Yeah. Now, I don't know if that was a one-time thing when he turned evil after expressing his love to Buffy. But uh, it could happen again, and that's a concern. Angel no. is a real danger. Spike, but at the same time, let's fake ta- let's talk about souls, right? Angel needed a soul to be in love with Buffy. Spike doesn't have a soul, never did, and he loved Buffy. Doesn't he get a soul uh, in uh, Angel the series? But not. In... I thought he did in Buffy when he goes to that whole chamber thing. Was that was that in Angel? Uh, Joel, this we're getting too deep. We're, we're getting, getting way too deep, too deep into the. Pull it back. Pull it back. Let's let's go back to. The but thing there here. is something said that Spike can actually like I don't know kiss Buffy. <laughs> Like, he can actually be affectionate with mm-hmm. Buffy, mm. where... Uh, a little over-affectionate Okay, yeah. He is actually... When he attacks At times, her. he is a very abusive boyfriend, and I think that is the main Ooh. thing. I think I would say... Spike, don't play with girls. Yeah. It's bad. It's bad. Uh, I would say it's it dark, is... It's a, it's a bad point. I actually would pick Spike because I feel like it was more developed, what they had on the show, and the show got a little bit deeper, but then there is the aggressiveness, to, yeah. to put it lightly. Yeah. That Spike showed that really brings it down. I just looks wise, it's got to be Dave, uh, Angel, David Boreanaz. Well, sure, yeah. But Dave the Marie. cheekbones of James Marsters? Nah, I I have a problem with Spike. I always have because I can't stand when I can tell someone is putting on airs and pretending. And I like his British accent. Well, that just that. I mean, yeah. Just, the fact that he wasn't British was surprising me. Sure, but it's that whole cool boy. Um, I look like Billy Idol kind of thing i always never liked that and then i never bought them as a couple never enjoyed it i am definitely voting for angel in this round me too angels is first and her buffy's first love and her best love although both of them are vampires she should have just gone with riley but that's a whole different no story. riley's the worst he gets to be the worst i don't like riley 
That's fine. Xander, maybe. No, Xander. Come on, so Angel, it is, boys. <laughs> like, hurry there up. We go. Yeah. <laughs> now let's let's change gears and continue to stay nerdy with a, a television show called Community. So Community ran from 2009 to 2015. The show synopsis: A suspended lawyer is forced to enroll in a community college with an eccentric staff and student body. So you have Jeff, who's played by Joel McHale, and in the first episode, he's joining this community college, and he sees someone he's very attracted I to. Love, I love it in the show when he's like, what do you mean you didn't have a degree? I thought you got yours from Columbia. He's like, yeah, now I have to get it from America. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> just so good. So yeah. he, he lusts after Britta, and Britta's played by Jillian Jacobs, and she's not giving him the time of day. They're just sassy towards each other, and it kind of seems like this... Sam and Diane, Sam and Rebecca sort of thing. But he cheers, builds right? this whole study group yes. with the sole intent of just being around Britta Perry. Yes. And in that study group is also Annie Edison, mm-hmm. this compulsive overachiever. It's weird. It's kind of like uh, they're both Jesse Spano, but different aspects of Jesse Spano. You're right. Just reference. Saying, yeah. A little say by the Bell reference there. Okay. There we go. Yeah. Uh, but so you have Britta and you have Annie. And at first, Jeff is primarily pursuing Britta and only Britta. Yeah. But as the show progresses, as their relationship progresses. Does it earn it? Uh, then then he decides to, uh, there's a point where the show tries to pair up Jeff and Annie. Did you like this? It was always a little creepy to me because they, they play off how young Annie is. 18. And Jeff is older. 34. Yeah. And so it's that whole thing of like, oh, that's kind of weird. But then yeah. they also comment on the fact of how young they are. And they never, I don't so, think they're ever in a full relationship. So No, they're not. The way they treat this they is... kiss in a debate. They're, yeah. they're that's all, a great moment, though. Yeah. There <laughs> yeah, are that a lot of moments where Jeff and Britta, because they're both kind of terrible people. They're both kind of the worst. Everyone hates Britta. And Jeff is... I think Jeff deserves to be alone. That's actually my vote because he doesn't deserve anyone. But he grows and matures as the series goes on. I disagree. He does. In the end, he definitely is a different person, as is Britta. No, but even then, no, no, I disagree. Because he, I think he has something sweeter with Annie. And in the end, he imagines this future with Annie, but he makes her into the Annie he first met. Like, he kind of gives her this idealized version, not a realistic version of who she is. Mm -hmm. And I think so he could never truly be happy with how she's grown as a person, because he's just too short-sighted. Whereas like he and Britta, they're both terrible people and their passion is crazy, right? Mm-hmm. Paintball episode where they're just like, hey, this is great. But they also can't really be in a relationship, but they understand each other's darkness, I think. I think Jeff and Britta are very similar and they that's why they get along. That's why they work together because they're yeah. both that. I do think Annie makes Jeff a better person. But don't you think Jeff makes Annie worse? Yes. Yes. And so I'm not going to put Jeff with Annie. I do think Britta and Jeff both matured as the show went along, and they could get together. They could have gotten together. I mean, in the show. <laughs> sure. In the show, yeah. neither. They just, he doesn't end up with neither. He dated Britta for a while, and then he, they, him and Annie were almost romantic for a bit, but then they all kind of went their separate ways. Yeah. I could see Jeff and Britta like, getting married like randomly, and then getting divorced, and getting married, and getting divorced a few yeah. times, because that's just how they are. It's a love-hate thing. Yeah. Uh, and I think Jeff would end up alone, but of the two, Britta. It really is like, if you haven't seen Community, highly, highly recommend it. Yes. Love this show, full of pop culture references, very, very entertaining. And even what they do with the, with Britta's character, where she starts off as very much like this anarchist, atheist activist, and kind of just, just very strong, and even like almost clever. Yeah. But as the show goes along, they realize that's not funny. So then they turn her into the, <laughs> into this 
not hypocritical because she thinks she's doing something yeah. right, but then she just does everything. No, but she's someone wrong. that wants sympathy after a time. Yeah. She doesn't get why people don't like her. No, I think they even call it, the term is Brita-ing things when things <laughs> mess up. They call it Brita-ing things, and mm-hmm. I, I think it's hilarious. So, Zach, what about you? Do you think that I, Annie would work for Jeff? or No. no. Even though in the, in the show... Have you finished the series? Not completely. They, okay. make it, they make Jeff like hold that relationship sacred. He keeps it very secret. And like anytime they're together, he's like, he won't I, tell anyone. I just, maybe it's the age difference. Maybe it's, I mean, especially early on in the show, Annie has played so innocently. I'm like, it's a little sister thing. Yeah. Okay. And it just makes me uncomfortable. They, they do make it a little less awkward when it all starts yeah, happening. It's, it's true. Yeah, as yeah. It seems to go. I, 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 I've, I've noticed that, but yeah, I just can't get behind it. So are you voting for Britta or no one? I hate Britta and Jeff's a jerk, so let's put them together. Okay. <laughs> Britta. Britta and Jeff. Sorry, Britta. Love triangle solved. Now, let's step away from uh, There's so many shifting television. Years. Oh, let's do a rom-com. Let's, Should let's we do, a rom-com? do a rom-com. It was real funny. There's yeah. a clown in this one. <laughs> it's the Dark Knight. <laughs> <laughs> yes. <laughs> Should Catwoman end up with Batman or the Joker? No, that's not it. No. I feel like this one leans very serious. Is, it is. It is. Well, because first, because we got Rachel. Yeah, so we have uh, The Dark Knight. If you have not seen The Dark Knight, go yeah. watch it. Uh, I mean, with the me- when the menace knows his- At this point, it's overrated. No. Take it easy. That's like three times in a couple months. What the heck is happening to you? It's overrated. It's not. It's literally it's <laughs> the not. best piece of any superhero film ever put to film. That's like the best of the worst. You said they're all bad and this is the best? Yeah, that is ridiculous. Okay, Hard moving on, moving on. Uh, can Bacon approved? It's Bacon the best approved. Movie it's the best superhero movie. It's, it's the best superhero movie, but that's not saying it's much. It's so great that it's a crime drama. Like, it doesn't fit it's in like, the genre. It's like, it's like, Save it for our Batman defending show, which apparently we're going to have to do one day against like Zach. Zach. Daytime local Zach. Emmy. Wow. <gasps> How dare he? <laughs> I can't look at him for a while. Yeah, <laughs> so Joel, Joel, tell me about Synopsis. the Synopsis. Tell me about the greatest superhero When the menace ever. known as the Joker wreaks havoc and chaos on the people of Gotham, Batman must accept one of the greatest psychological and physical tests of his ability to fight injustice. And this is uh, Rachel Dawes, played yep. by Maggie Gyllenhaal slash Katie Holmes. But I mean, at this point, for this triangle, it's for, Maggie Gyllenhaal. Yeah, it's Maggie. Well, for the background, we need to know what happens in Batman Begins because they're childhood friends. We yes. have Bruce Wayne and Rachel. And, and, and she knows. That, she knows everything about him. She, she knows, knows that. Spoiler alert. Bruce Wayne is Batman. What? So, but yeah, she knows all about his darkness. She knows about what he is doing for Gotham, his, uh, him seeking justice. Uh, she also is aware that Bruce Wayne is more of a persona than people. Yes, yes. she knows he's putting on this millionaire playboy yeah. uh, act to kind of throw people off. Yeah. And then you have Harvey Dent, oh, yeah. played by Aaron Eckhart. Yeah, district attorney. And, uh, yeah, former uh, seminary movie star. Yeah, true story. And <laughs> Emily, my friend. But he is a good moral guy who's standing out and trying to stand up to injustice in the city of Gotham. The Dark Knight and the White Knight. By being the politician that everyone needs to look up to and believe that there's good in this the, world. The hero they deserve, but not the one they need right Or is it yeah. the hero they need right now? So, I never well, Harvey is the hero she needed, but yeah. not the one she deserved. Really? I feel. I think that Harvey is, and obviously they're dating in the movie. That's what the movie is saying. It's like... Yes, Harvey and Rachel are dating. In be, because Day. of Bruce's choices and what he has to do for Gotham, he can't be with her and she refuses to be with him. Yes. Even though they allude to the fact of her saying, you know, there's always been a chance if you could just leave Gotham behind, leave your responsibilities behind. But she knows his obsession. She knows his darkness. Well, she does. And in the fact, man, we're getting to major spoilers here too, but she basically has to make a choice of Harvey or, or Bruce. And she does. Yep. She makes a choice and she writes a letter. Do to you have Br- the letter? I, well, I don't have the, you have the letter. I do do it. Wow. 
And I guess this really proves the case. Do your best Maggie Gyllenhaal impersonation. Uh, can I just do Katie Holmes impression? Eh, do Jake. You're close enough. <laughs> <laughs> Jake they're they're siblings. Dear Bruce, I need to be honest That's and clear. Spot on Jake. <laughs> yeah, Gyllenhaal, really. Not Rogers. Yeah. Uh, I'm going to marry Harvey Dent. I love him, and I want to spend the rest of my life with him. When I told you if Gotham no longer needed Batman, we could be together, I meant it. But now I'm not sure the day won't come when you no longer need Batman. I hope it does. And if it does, I will be there. But as your friend, I'm sorry to let you down. If you lose your faith in me, please keep your faith in people. Love, now and always. Rachel. Friend zone. And that's the thing. They After Batman begins, you're like, hey, Batman's not really meant to have a love interest, even though we all kind of thought it was Vicky Vale back in the day. Yeah, we did. But it, he's cursed, right? He is such an obsessive personality. He's not known for having that long-standing love you interest. You can't have a stable relationship when you're moonlighting as a vigilante. Yeah. I've tried. <laughs> did not go well. Yeah, I'm sorry about that. <laughs> this is a bummer. Yeah. I'm glad you gave that up because now... Yeah, yeah, it worked out great. Right? She's the vigilante. It works out very well. Wow. Yeah. Good on her. Yeah. Mm. Anyway, so like she did choose, but maybe, I don't know, maybe she's hiding a little bit of darkness too. I think she and Bruce kind of have a shared trauma based on their past. Is there a way that she and Bruce could have been together? Not for an extended period of time, I don't think. You don't think so? No, because Be- of the fact that... Go- that Because you saw how sad Gotham Bruce needs was. Batman as much as Batman needs Gotham. Right, but he also left Gotham behind when he was um, blamed for everything that happened. Right? Like, he gave Batman up because of his sadness and because of the responsibility it, he it has. it blew Rachel away when he did that. Oh, <laughs> boy. But the real truth is, because of her ties... Actually, hold on, pull that back. Was it Rachel's ties... To Harvey Dent. Why were we that, talking about her outfits? That that, <laughs> that put her in that spot, or was it her ties to Batman? Of the of the choice, the life threatening choice hmm. of Harvey. And I Rachel. don't think is that because Joker wanted to mess with Batman, or because he was trying to make Harvey Dent look bad. I uh, think it's Harvey Dent. Yeah. So is it more because no, she was no, like, because he he specifically the, the made Batman threw decide. yourself at her. Yeah, he specifically made Batman decide who he was gonna. It was Batman's game, and they were both tied to him. It's crazy that this is a love triangle that really came down to a choice where he chose and chose. He had no idea what the choice actually he would chose, be. Yeah, he chose what he thought was the right choice. Yes. Only to find out the Joker had switched. Switched him. Really tired. Spoiler alert. Man, I love that. I love that movie. It is a masterpiece. It actually. is a masterpiece. Yes. Bacon Cell Approved. Bacon Cell Approved is a masterpiece. Boom. Action scenes could use some work. Hello. That's true, but still. Mm. Anyway. <laughs> okay, so are we, we saying... We all say Harvey Dent. Even though he's got a dark side, clearly. He does, but he... I think that was gasoline. But that, <laughs> that wouldn't have come out ah. were it not for the trauma of Rachel's situation. Probably are you sure? Not. Because so. die a hero or live long enough to be the villain. I don't yeah, think right? he would have been he pushed knew. to that point. He was pushed to and beyond the breaking point. Yes. And so that's, I believe Rachel should be with Billy D. Williams. I mean Harvey Dent. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> All right. I, I, I agree. Yeah, it's true. I, Sorry, Batman. I believe in Harvey Dent. He could be with Vicky Vale or Selena Kyle. Now that we have brought Poison it Ivy. to this dark place, let's remain here. We're moving toward friends. There that we wasn't go. Planned. I love you guys. <laughs> uh, so we were ready. We're like, and clap. Uh, friends ran from 1994 to 2004, and the show synopsis follows the personal and professional lives of six 20 to 30 year olds living in the Manhattan. Seven. Borough of New York City. <laughs> so, like and so, of course, of course, in this love triangle, we are talking about Phoebe Buffay and uh, what did it say? Mike? Crap bag. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, there's been a few love triangles here because Ross, what, he's he was he's married. Uh, he is going to get married to this British girl. Yeah, and, you know, and so it's always a will they, won't they. But the, 
the, for the first three seasons, the whole focus was Ross and Rachel. Yes. And Ra- Rachel was always too good for Ross. But the triangle here is Rachel at the top, Ross on one side, and then Joey Tribbiani yeah. on the other side. Because if you don't remember, which season is that? Eight. Oh, Let's say it's, eight. It's near the, it's, yeah, it's down the road a ways. But they, they do this whole kind of storyline where Joey who starts having feelings for Rachel so, while she's pregnant with Ross's baby. Yeah. And I think there's something to be said about that. I hate it. Okay, most people did. Most I people actually it. hate the whole plot line, but I don't think that is a character issue. I think it's a writing issue. I think that what they did is they said, hey, Joey and Rachel have something special. They became roommates. Yeah. And they really did fall in love. And in the circumstances, pretty special because Ross is a bad boyfriend. He's, he's a horrible boyfriend. He's not a horrible boyfriend. They were on a break. <laughs> <laughs> no, listen, he is possessive in every which way, he's a liar. Uh, he's very manipulative, whereas you have Joey Tribbiani, and I feel like he was written poorly because they actually Joey have... Joey Tribbiani isn't a liar? Uh, not with Rachel, no. Mm, okay. No, he's a very genuine guy with Rachel. Rachel. But I think what they did, Anna, right? Two Rachels in a row. Right. I think, you know, there was an episode where they were kissing, Rachel and Joey, and they're like, we don't, we don't have any chemistry. Oh, no, we need a forced chemistry. And it was like, oh, so the writers just hate the Joey and Rachel thing. And I think audiences did, too. I hate it. I hate that But story as like. characters, look at them as characters... Should she end up with Ross? The, Just because we're, we're kind of bred to like that idea. She should have ended up with Barry. I'm kidding. No <laughs> when they not. were together, nobody really cared. They broke them up because it was less entertaining. It's a Jim and Pam thing. Well, it's the will they won't they when you when you resolve that. It's not fun. Yeah. But I will say this. the re- One of the reasons I don't like the Joey and Rachel thing is, first of all, I didn't buy the couple. But second of all, I don't like serious Joey. And okay. they turn him into a serious they character. Do. Like, he's like, you know, he's over there like, oh, I'm goofy. And then, oh. I don't know what to do about this Rachel situation. Yeah. Ah, I, I don't share food. Joey doesn't share food. Ah, this Rachel thing. I'm pondering it again. <laughs> it's so unnatural. Every time he gets serious and I hate it. But isn't it. that a character arc? Like, should he stop being the goofy friend? It's not a character arc. In fact, I'd say Joey's more two-faced than Harvey Dent was. Where oh, it's like you stop it right now. He flips back and forth in this way that I'm like, it doesn't feel natural. It doesn't feel right. Listen, I hate it. We all like Ross because he seems like a nice guy, but he tried to sabotage Rachel's career throughout the series just because of his jealousy, whether they were dating or not. Joey almost said, hey, if you need to choose someone else, I won't get in your way. Like, how sweet is that? It's sweet. My choice is Joey, by the way. Oh, please. Like, I know the plot line is no fun, but I think for who the two people are, she deserves better and she deserves Joey. So Rachel... Joey is better in this I'll say this. Rachel doesn't deserve a lot better because she also does a lot of horrible things to people around her. Well, yeah. Yes. They all do. Right, it's but friends. I think Ross Ross has had a crush on, on Rachel since he was uh, stalker 10 crush. years old. No, he was just the older brother and he was the geeky older brother. Yeah, and pining. He, he never... He never... You never pined for someone? For 13 years? For 15 years? When they happen to cross paths again? This is a dream come true, Ken. It's that childhood crush you had that you get a second chance oh, with. Oh, I'm Ross. I'm going to mope after Hi. a whole time. Yeah, right? Um, I think it was it was very possessive, very controlling the entire way through. No, I think Ross definitely has his moments of jealousy, but that's all written to the show. Yes, yeah, season three through seven. But he, sure. he honestly loves Rachel. He always has, and he has this affection for her. Do I think the relationship's going to last long like you know forever i mean they have in the show uh, been married like three times i think on accident <laughs> yes, right they, well ross alone has been married three times yeah but. and and i will say there is a time when rachel went to england ross was about to get married and she wasn't purposely like trying to get in the way but she did kind of go to derail his wedding yeah because she wasn't ready for that to happen exactly she sabotaged his wedding that they, they they deserve each other i think because 
he, he, like you said, he'd been pining for her for so long. He finally made his move. It worked out, but they weren't ready for each other yet. But yeah. I do feel like by the end of the show, both of them See, got to a point where they could work the out. The show is called Friends. Joey and Rachel started out as friends and they grew into love. And I think she should know. No, it obviously didn't based on the fact that they torpedoed that The writers line. were mean to Joey at that point. Because they, they wrote a, a terrible. It was a terrible no, storyline. When Rachel was living with Ross, he like would hide the fact that guys were calling Rachel. When they weren't together, they were just living together, raising a child. He would be very controlling. No, I think that's very issues, dangerous. But I, do th- I think Ross is actually maybe... I mean, Chandler and Monica... Are, are a fun couple sure. to see together. Yeah, I agree. And the fact that the fact that they were able to get married and keep that story going. I don't think we've ever talked about friends on this show. No, except going, for the theme song. Deep. But I do feel like Ross and Rachel, it is that classic will they, won't they. We but, didn't include but, Cheers on here with Sam and Diana and but, and Rebecca. But, but this is definitely like listen, one of the best examples of a will they, won't they. But and when it's they, so fulfilling when they finally the thing, get together. But when they, it's horrible. And they break no. it up immediately because it's no fun. And it's dangerous to each other. No. Zach? When they kissed outside the cafe that first time, it was amazing. It's a good when sitcom they, moment. When she didn't get on the plane at the end, it's amazing. Uh, this is a, a great mistake. couple. Ross and Rachel need to be together. Ross or Rachel and Joey. Ross and Joey. <laughs> That's a totally different story. Yeah, could work. <laughs> All right, Zach, you have to make a choice. Oh, I have to choose make this time. The choice. Well, it's Ross. Thank uh, you. Why? Why? Because you don't have to be contrary to everything we say, Kent. No, I think Ross this is dangerous. This way it went. I'm going the other way. Well, sometimes you got to, right? Ross, sometimes a, you got to fix the the errors that the writers made. I don't. I mean, friends always seem like a show. It's like let's just take turns dating each other, and really, everybody's bad for everybody in some way. Yeah, I think so, you're demonizing Ross way more than he should be demonized compared to compared to I, everyone else on the show. I agree. You're making Ross the bad guy. He's not the bad guy, but he's, he's bad for Rachel. No, he's not. They're good for each other. They're they're fine for each other. Let's not go straight <laughs> to good. Good isn't great. Be- better. Okay, okay. Staying on TV here. Uh, we actually did a whole episode on this. Not mm-hmm. Friends, but Gilmore Girls. So the triangle here. Oh, we should talk about the show first. The yeah. show. Uh, we did a whole episode about this. Uh, dramedy centering around the relationship between a 30-something single mother and her teen daughter living in Stars Hollow, Connecticut. So, Joel, I've only seen the first season. So I'm going to try to explain what happens with these relationships. Are you ready? Well, first of all, I just, this isn't a triangle. No, a, this, this is a square. This is a four-pointed triangle. That's yeah. quadrangle. Triple twins. Quadrangle. <laughs> yeah. So you have Rory Gilmore at the top, the teen daughter. Tri-tip. You have her first boyfriend, <laughs> Dean, her second boyfriend, Jess, and her college boyfriend, Logan. So a quad-tip triangle. Yes. And did these, like, all at the same time, like, she was ending it with one guy, and then she'd start dating another there's guy? Some or were there, like, a season in between? I, there there, is, there's some overlap between, between Dean and Jess. I don't okay. think it ever goes square, though. It does uh, stay triangle. Well, Logan and Jess also have a run-in. And then Dean But Dean's out of the in. picture by then. Dean comes in the picture for a bit. Dean comes and back becomes in the a picture. bad person, right? Dean is makes bad decisions. Dean makes bad decisions. So I've only seen the first season. Honest, Rory makes bad Rory decisions. makes bad decisions. Rory's the worst. Can we say that Rory ends up alone? Because I feel like she, she will. does. Kind of. I feel I mean, like but also like doesn't. I, I like yeah. Dean uh, because I only saw the first season. I was like, he seems because he's dopey, right? He seems like a good high school boyfriend. He is kind of a stereotypical high school right? boyfriend. A little yeah. bit jealous. And then overbearing. And everyone told me, you're not going to like him later. But right now, he fits where Rory's at. Yeah. Even though she's crazy smug. And then you get Jess, who's kind of the bad boy. Uh, who's he played by? Milo Vinamelmo. <laughs> That's exactly right. Wait, uh, wait, who, who, wait, who's Dean played by? Uh, Dean Pagalagoli. <laughs> Jared. Oh, Jared Pagalagoli. <laughs> 
Oh, so, oh I forget because yeah. is he Sam? Okay, is he Dean? Wait, is he now, Jared? Who's Logan Huntsberger played by? You want to read that name right there? Logan is. Oh, it's it's Matt. Yeah. Good job, Zach. Achuri. Uh, Zach. Achuri. Since you and I don't know much about the show, I feel like you know a little bit less than I. I know a little bit. Um, uh, maybe a little bit more. Oh, maybe more. I would He's married to a, a oh a more girl. She's in it. Who would you a... pick for Rory? It's Jess. For me, it's Jess. Okay, explain Jess because we haven't really talked about him. Bad Je- boy. Jess is, even though he's a bad boy, he represents uh, the intellectual match. As but, does Logan, though. But were they... Logan, were they Logan dist- is a little too pretty boy for me. Weren't they yes. destructive to each other, Jess and Rory? Uh, so Like bickering a lot? Well, Jess is a terrible, horrible person. Is uh, he? He's is a he? terrible, horrible Go person. Go on. Uh, but he also... He's that whole thing where he's just rebelling the whole time. He could be a good person. He's a teenager. He things. A terrible, horrible person or like Pete from the Buttercream Gang. No, he's terrible. He's a terrible, <laughs> horrible person, like intentionally making things awkward and terrible for the people of Stars Hollow. I could not stand Jess. For the minute he walked in the door, I hated him. I'm shocked. Hated him. But then he would let these little little insights of like, oh, yes, I am actually intelligent, but I don't want to act. I don't want to let anyone else know. It drove me nuts. Let him get through his cool guy phase. Well, but jo- here's that would say this, Zach. Yeah. In the revival, in Gilmore Girls, A Year in the Life, he is by far the best possible person out of these three but guys. But they don't connect, right? Doesn't he just leave with like a longing stare? Yeah, that's and it. that's it. But he's, he's helping Luke. He's helping. He, he's talking to Rory. He, he basically says, Rory, what are you doing with your life? You're completely wasting your life. Get with the program. Yeah. Do something. And I loved that moment. He'd matured so much. That, that was almost redeeming for me. But to pick him for Rory, I well, can never do that. The real battle is between, I think, Jess and Logan. And TVLine.com had a poll. And they had oh. Team Jess winning 54% to Logan's 46%. I, I also cannot stand Logan. He calls but her- Logan was the most long-standing boyfriend of the show, right? He, so he's a rich kid. Apparently pretty smart. The problem is he Logan comes in later Rory. in the game. Yeah, and, college. And he doesn't keep going back and forth. Like Both Jess and Dean come back and forth in the story. Come and go for better, for worse. But uh, Logan is one of those, he's he's the rich kid's son yeah. at, at Yale, and he's the party kid doing all these pranks, been but kicked out of a bunch I, of schools. I read that he did want to commit more than the others. For he Rory. did, but then he was very threatened by when Jess shows up. Okay. And he finds out that they were, you know, sweethearts back in the day. He gets very mad about that and very jealous, and, and he's a big jerk. I, admittedly, I know the least about Logan. Um, Logan. Spoiler alert. Spoiler alert for Gimble Girls a year in the life. What? Not yet. Five, six, seven, eight. Him and Rory, are, it's revealed, are uh, enjoying each other's company. Sure. In the revival. To despite the, point the of fact. Oh, did, so he, he Des, lost his soul. Despite. And yeah. started killing people. Despite the fact that he's, an enga- he's engaged to someone else. Okay. It's happened so much and in the show. And it is, yeah. once again, this is the spoiler. It is implied that he may be the father of Rory's child. Oh, they never say. It, it's heavily implied. Okay. Because she's having this relationship with him. And then she tells her mom she's pregnant. So, Joel, it doesn't sound like you like anybody. No. Would, would you lean towards end up alone? Well, the thing is, Rory is kind of the worst in the revival. Like, as, at, okay. at the beginning of the series, she's this cute little innocent girl. And then as the series progressed, she became more and more just aimless. And I'm so smart. I don't want to sure. try. Yeah. And then I'm not going to do anything. And then she just kind of just, she kind of ended up alone. And I think that's kind of where she deserves to go. It would have been really nice <clears> if they <throat> picked like a, like a good actress to play Rory. I like <laughs> Alexis Bledel. 
But I think she fits the. If the we have to pick, She's I would annoying. say team no one. But if we have to pick, I would say team Dean. I'm going team no one. Dean? I'd say Dean, and here's why. Dean? Dean. Did somebody <laughs> say Dean? Dean? Wrong show. Uh, but great. Wait, reference. I thought we were supposed to hate Dean. I don't hate Dean because I forgive him for being the, the high school boyfriend because it was this immaturity. Well, that's thing. not what you should forgive him about. No, but then what happens later on, I definitely do not approve of any of the sure. relationship rekindling when he is married. Yeah. That drives me nuts. I hate that storyline. It is almost the point where I stopped watching the show. But at the same time, I do feel like her and Dean had the best connection, but they were just immature to start. And if they were given another chance, you know, had that not whole ugliness happened, they could have been together. See, and I would say Jess or no one because it's my little... <laughs> but I would say I no one. I prefer with Mandy Moore. Yeah. In the in the last, uh, last of us, the last of us. <laughs> this is us. <laughs> Someone make that mashup now. Uh, Zach, this what do you think? The last of us. Um, like I said, I don't know as much about Logan. Yeah, uh, admittedly, um, you don't ace because ace. You should know about that ace. Ace, ace is a cute word. Ace. Apparently, ace. How about ace? He says ace, ace all the time. Ace. Know that. I hate him. Um, you should. So I just I found I found Huntsberger. I found Jess the most compelling, and I do think that it's one of those things where it's like, uh, sure, rough around the edges. I get that. And, but like, honestly, he was 17 and 18 years old, right? Like well, he, and, and Rory needed to kind of chill out a little bit. Like mm-hmm. she's kind of square. And so I think when you average it out, you get like a mildly terrible human, but like not that bad. <laughs> so why not go with that? So Jess, Jess, fine. All right. It's, it's the cute crooked mouth. I just can't, I can't get past it. Next, we have The Hunger Games. Yes. <laughs> Once again, a movie series. This one ran from 2012 to 2015. Uh, the show synopsis, Katniss Everdeen voluntarily takes her younger sister's place in The Hunger Games, a televised competition in which two teenagers from each of the 12 districts of Penn M are chosen at random to fight to the death. So Katniss has always been best friends and I, I think star-crossed eventual lovers with Gail. Yes. Played by Liam Hemsworth. And they were meant to be. And then she volunteers and then she is put in the games with the baker's son, Peter Malark. Played by Josh Hutcherson. Yeah. And Peter is someone that she, for like 30 movies, didn't really want to be around. Yeah. But somehow they found love. You have uh, Katniss at the top and Peter and Gail on the other sides of the triangle. Uh, Gail is the, the tall, dark, and handsome hunter. I mean, let's be real. If we're being shallow here. And uh, uh, Peter sucks, Team Gail. Peter is the... <laughs> Wait, just because of looks or everything. Peter is the little, just the little, the little stocky guy. Uh, good at baker, disguises, though. Hey, very good hey, at painting things. I, I can throw bags of flour. Yeah. <laughs> But he is, I was going to say, apparently he has, uh, quote, ashy blonde hair that falls in waves over his forehead, and he has broad shoulders and strong, according to the... Hey, look, Katniss, I can, I can paint myself like a rock. Zexy <laughs> uh, and Josh Hutcherson for Bridge to Terabithia all of a sudden. But the truth is... is <laughs> My that best friend died. The, <laughs> wow. Jeez. Oh, the Hunger Games did change Katniss, and yeah. her and Peta both have that in common. They have this common trauma... That they can, you know, understand each other a little better what sure. they went through. Obviously, she would want to go through this experience with Gail because he's more strong. He's more passionate about the rebellion. In and fact, they had a better relationship. He becomes a little bit too passionate about the rebellion once he realizes that there's more of a love connection that he sees on TV yeah. with Peta and Katniss. And so he kind of diverts his attention elsewhere and becomes like this. And I think he's always kind of a protector for her, but he becomes a protector for the uprising. Whereas Peta, <laughs> Sheila. Let's have a throw the rebellion. <laughs> he is Australian. Peta is selfless and gentle. He, he's charming. People like him. He like smiles. TV, I don't yeah. think Gail ever smiled, but I think Peta has to smile a lot. He knows how to make bread. Bread is, is delicious. It is. Also, he did strangle Katniss once. 
He was brainwashed. Peter did when, when Peter did. Yeah, when he was brainwashed. But he's still brainwashed. Or he's uh, still strangled her. Brainwashed pass? I, I don't know. He gets a brainwashed pass? No. A, a brainwashed uh, strangle pass? Maybe. No. This <laughs> is my band's name in college. <laughs> oh, nope. <laughs> so this one's tough, though. I don't know if I'm decided here because in the movie, she ends up, spoiler alert, with yeah. Peter. They both survive. Yeah. I think if and she Gail was, goes off to be, uh, a, he gets a fancy job in District 2 or something like that. Yeah. Because he just becomes consumed with war. I think at the end, I don't think anyone really thought the love story was great. No. Pretty no. passionless, like they were starting a little farm. It felt a little bit... Uh, it almost it, feels it, like she an arranged marriage. Sure. Yeah, sure. I honestly think she should have gone with Gail. I think Gail's my vote here. I thought they got along well. I thought he would be a good support system for her. Is this a looks thing, though? I, I think it's a little bit of a Stockholm Syndrome thing with okay. uh, PETA. Hmm. It like, feels like I an arranged marriage. Because they, they went through this trauma together... Uh, yeah, it feels it feels a little contrived. Yeah. I mean, they literally like in the second I, movie. I, yeah, con- it's contrived. I think hypothetically, if Gail was in the Hunger Games with her, he would have sacrificed himself so that she could have lived. Yeah. Whereas, you know, she was always saving Peta. Yes. Because he was kind of a pathetic character until he grew. Because well, he did grow. We, we do have to bring up the fact that. Um, wow. Spoiler alert again. Go on. Uh, that Gail feels somewhat responsible for the death of Candace's sister. Yes. And he she says, dies. <laughs> Way to go. Where says, was I? He says to her, like every time nobody watches those. Last every movies. time I look at you, I'm going to see her. And every time you look at me, you're going to see her. This isn't going to work. Yeah. But I think they could have made it work. I think that time. They're both all so wounds, passionate. And that he could have been that that grounding for her. He could have helped her, her, her sure foundation, you know. And I think uh, we're going strictly movies, right? Because in the yeah. books, Katniss is more of a proactive character instead of a reactive character. So I don't know. Yeah, I think Gail. Okay. Gale, we're all team Gail. Yeah. All right. Oh, I like this one. Now we're going with The Lord of the Rings. Yes. Uh, the movies that ran from 2001 to 2003, and it's Lord of the Rings. We did whole episodes about this. You, so you Gimli know. and who else? Yeah, Gimli and the, Gimli. Bearded, the bearded dwarf. <laughs> yeah. Uh, no, of course, we're doing Aragorn at the top of the triangle here with Arwen Undomia. Yeah. And Eowyn. I am no man. That's right. That's what she says. Eowyn's freaking awesome. Eowyn's Oh, she great. totally is awesome. She killed the Witch King, guys. She's she awesome. So the movie... She has such friend energy. Yeah. <laughs> she makes... She's and doesn't so Aragorn She really makes cool. the most stew. No, here's the thing, is not having read the books before I saw the movie 20 years ago, mm-hmm. I remember seeing Two Towers and I was like, well, yeah, Arwen has a big role. In fact, they wrote more of her into the Fellowship yes. of the Ring. Yeah. And I'm like, because they are meant to be, this would align the future king with the, the kingdom of the elves. Like, this is perfect, right? They yeah. are meant, there's there's a love song in the movie about them, okay? Yes. But then in Two Towers, it was like, hey, he, you know, he has his own subplot and he finds a human character. And I think we can all relate to this normal human character that deserves more. And I think Aragorn is the more in this case. Yes. And she's great. So, uh, by the way, Aragorn... Uh, Ar- Arwen yeah. is a half elf. Yes. I mean, she lives, lives for a very long time. So when Oregon first met Oregon, when Oregon first met, when Aragorn first met Arwen uh, in Rivendell, she was over 2,700 years old. Um, let's Wait, ju- I'm you just guys gonna, were complaining about 18 and 34 hey recently? Man, I'm just going to say. Oh, now it's okay? N- nice. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, are we saying that's such a double standard, though? Uh-huh. She's an elf. I think it's a really, it's a very. Elf or vampire still. <laughs> Well, I, she's definitely not as creepy as other people are going to talk about here. Yeah. But he fell in love with her at first sight, and they committed themselves to marrying each other, which, in making that choice, Arwen well, gives up her elvish immortality. Truly. 
I mean, she separates herself from the kingdom she, in the end. Yeah, she doesn't get to go to the, oh, what is it? Into the West, the Great Lands. She doesn't want to live a thousand lives alone. Is that yeah. what she said? Something yeah. that, that much more. Meanwhile, you get Eowyn, who ends up with the Kirkland Boromir. Um, Look, okay. She marries Faramir. He's second choice, but he's still a good dude. In fact, probably a better dude than Boromir. Think so? Yeah. Well, yeah. Yeah. By uh, the way, in my uh, old dating profile, I wrote, um, will you be the Eowyn to my Faramir? And then in parentheses, both of our second choices. This <laughs> 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 is how it goes. Nice. But I, th- I think she'll be very happy with Faramir. But Aragorn knows this. In fact, he has a talk with... He has to have to, a DTR with Eowyn. He does. Because they really do connect. But he's like, hey, look, I think you're great. But you cannot go on this journey with me. Because, look, th- that's an important thing for me. And I am betrothed. And for Aragorn, he's nothing if not honorable. He is. And so, By he's the way, I do think that. we really need to enunciate our Aragorn... Arwen and Eowyn. Yes. People that don't follow this story are going to be so lost by this point. And even for kingdom reasons, like political reasons, I think marrying an elf when you're Aragorn is more important. Because otherwise it's just like, oh, the human kingdom is kind of strong, but for how long? I think being united with the elves is better for the kingdom. And but for she Middle gave Earth. up her elvishness. Yeah, but still. But still there's powerful. an alignment. Yes. No, I, I think Eowyn's got a pretty big head from killing the Witch King of Angmar, so yeah. She should. I'm, I'm voting for so, Arwen. So Vigo and Liv Aerosmith. Yes. Yeah. Okay, that's her name. It's crazy, crying amazing. Yeah. So yeah, we're we're all voting for Arwen. Oh, yeah. Arwen for yeah, sure. Sorry, Arwen again. She's uh, she's great. She oh, really man. is awesome, she but she's not for so Aragorn. And this just little little Wait, so light punch to the she's shoulder. So, You're great. So she's fantasy friend zone. Is that what we're she saying? She's fantasy friend zone. <laughs> like embodied, yeah. personified for sure. Yeah. Super cool. She is awesome. She's great guys. <laughs> Super great. She's great. <laughs> Sit on the other side of the couch. No cuddling. <laughs> Oh, that was the opening theme to Lost, wasn't it? Lost. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I love that theme song. Yeah. It's actually. <laughs> hey, Joel, try to tell us about Lost. Uh, Lost, 2004 to 2010. The show synopsis, the survivors of a plane crash are forced to work together in order to survive on a seemingly deserted tropical island. Yep. That's what we'll keep it. You're so like, like, oh, is, is it Castaway? No. Nope. Uh, it is for a bit. <laughs> for like, for like two episodes. So Kate, uh, Kate Austin, yes. here, played by Evangeline Lilly. Um, peak evangel oh, peak evangel peak have you seen um, originally? at the top of the tri- <laughs> at the top of the triangle but then you have jack shepherd played by matthew Fox, <laughs> and james sawyer ford played by josh Holloway. Freckles. Freckles. uh so these are uh, this is a good love triangle I think because so the too. whole this show you're like okay jack is this strong-willed leader straight man flat character uh, no no like this this good guy yeah then you get sawyer who's just a con artist oh yeah this the southern con artist. type totally this rogue and you have Kate kind of caught in the middle of like, who does she pick? And the whole show, well, you well, don't she's, know. She's a con artist herself. Right. And she I is. think the show in the first season is so clever because you're like, Kate and Jack, they are meant to be together. Yeah. They are the leaders of this group. Yeah. And then, you know, the more you find out about Sawyer, like, wait a minute, this arc is really great. Then the more you find out about Kate, you're like, she's not as good as I thought. And so no. I think she and Sawyer kind of meet in the middle. Well, that's the thing. I think Jack... I think Jack is good for Kate. I think Kate is good for Sawyer. Yeah. So you have like right. this pulling back and forth of like, is she going to help pull Sawyer up or is Jack going to help pull Kate up? Jack is Batman. The island is Gotham. And that that's Jack's uh, main fascination. Well, oh, I don't want to give a spoiler alert for this one. I mean, try to spoil Lost. Well, please. I'm just saying spoiler alert for Lost. I'm serious. I'm going to spoil some things from Lost right now. Okay, five, six, seven, eight. Really spoiling things from Lost here, even though it was well over a decade ago. 
So what happens in the end is, you know, Kate and Jack actually do end up escaping from the island. Yeah. And it's like season four. They, they raise a baby. Uh, uh, they were raised Claire's baby. Claire. And then Sawyer goes off with Juliet. And the Juliet-Sawyer pairing makes perfect sense to Sawyer, me. Sawyer-Juliet's better. That really did work better. Because they tried to do Jack and, and Juliet for a while. I didn't, I didn't really catch on to that. But I do think Do you Kate think that was Jack, to make the audience feel better that Kate was choosing Jack? Yes. I absolutely do, Kent. Right. But I do feel like Jack makes Kate a better person. And she needs to be right. a better person. So TVLine.com, their poll had Team Jack winning 57% to Sawyer's 43. It's a close match. But FanPop.com gave Sexy Sawyer 61% to 39%. What's because they called him Sexy Sawyer? Yeah, I mean, come on. That, would, that, would, that swayed the polls. I, I do think Sawyer has automatic charm with everyone. Yes. And I feel like he loved love. Um, I think he just wanted someone as a companion. I don't think it had to be Kate. But yeah. in this case, it was Kate. I do think Jack definitely uh, eased up. As the series went on, like he yeah. was very rigid at first, and then he kind of like went more kind of like he was science and he went maybe a little more religion. Yeah. I don't know. Sure. But then Sawyer, he's he hate him at first. But as you learn more about him, and he does mature definitely as the show goes on. He's, in the end, he's he makes a reliable, you know, a reliable guy on the island and in Dharma. But like he becomes really a, a strong person overall yeah. Yeah. and easy to root for. Yeah. And Jack, I think, gets worse. Really? I do. He becomes less and he less likable. He has up and down. Especially as you learn more to his backstory, you're like, this isn't a good guy. He's he's he's, he's a tortured. Are we talking guy. about flash forward? He's stuff? tortured. He's troubled. Flash forward, flash back. Either way. So being tortured and troubled makes you not a good guy. Ken, no, is that what you're he, saying? How dare not, you? He's not a good guy. But I he, mean, in the sideways. Sorry, this is getting so crazy. But Kate does save Jack. She chooses to bring Jack over. Hmm. I think Jack has his ups and downs, but I think he's on a consistent upward pattern of being a good person. I think he's got a dumb tattoo. <laughs> Matthew Fox really has those tattoos. I know. I think they're dumb. <laughs> I think, really, if Kate met Sawyer on a parallel dimension, she'd end up with Sawyer. But because she met Jack, Jack would probably be he'd get the slight edge. Yeah, so because you, of who they are. I think she should have stayed with Nathan Fillion personally. Yeah, I don't remember too. his character's name. But. None of that. Yeah. What? Well, so Jack. So Jack wins. Jack. Jack is, sorry, is Kent's Zach. choice. Yes. Jack. Zach. Okay. Yeah. Shout out Team Sawyer. He's handsome. Now we have My Best Friend's Wedding. Came out in 1997. When a woman's longtime friend reveals he's engaged, she realizes she loves him herself and sets out to get him with only days before the wedding. This is a classic. Like, we are forced in that direction by how the character is. So they're, is. they're making her a bad person. They make the Cameron... Oh, my goodness, yes. Yeah. So Julie yeah, Roberts... Diaz. Play, uh, oh, well, no. Julie Roberts plays Julian Potter, or Jules. Jules. She's an absolute villain in this movie. Absolutely. It's, yeah. it's kind of mean. Yeah. Right? Because she's a mean-spirited so character. She uh, she attempts to humiliate the bride-to-be at a yeah. karaoke bar. She uh, tricks the the bride-to-be into letting having her father offer Michael a job. Michael played by Dermot, Dermot Mulroney. Uh, Michael McDermott Mulroney. Yes. Michael O'Neill is played by Dermot Mulroney. Yeah, yes. Uh, but she tricks uh, the bride-to-be into making her dad offer Michael a job, which she knew would make Michael mad. But she tricked her into doing that. Uh, she forges an email that she then sends from another account to once again try and get the job thing to happen. Cause she uh, she the kisses him. She kisses him passionately, and then Kimmy sees it. It feels like the classic. Well, the we, we're going to root for the main character, okay? Not, be, not not actually the the good person in this story. Well, they they call it the villain protagonist. Yes, actually, yes. Uh, I think we're supposed to relate more with the concept of they dated for a month. She friend zoned Michael uh, back when they were in college. 
But they had a deal. But they had a deal. When they turned 28, they were going to get married. Isn't that so funny? 28. Like, that's old. I know. Why did they choose 28? It's so weird because they're both like 57 in the movie. (laughs) Anyways, but they they had this deal where, yeah, she wasn't interested until she heard that he was engaged. But it wants to put you in... Julia it's Roberts' like three, shoes. She's like three weeks away from turning 28. Yeah. So it's like close to the day. It, it wants to put you in her shoes as, oh, I kind of let that one slip by and now he's going to find happiness and that could be mine. Yeah. And so I think that was kind of the last time she was likable because then you have Cameron Diaz, who is honestly too sweet in the movie. She's very bubbly. Right. And it's just kind of like, oh, well, of course, she's perfect. Right. But she's the new hotness yeah. compared to the old standby. Yeah. And I mean, it, spoiler alert for this movie, uh, in the end... Julie Roberts doesn't get the guy. No. In, and I think that was why this movie is better. Yeah. Because it's at true. the end, if she would have got him, it would have been just a horrible message. I agree. But in this way, she she actually ends up kind of being like admitting what she did and helping sort Kimmy reconcile with Michael. Bond, yeah. And being like, but, no, you love him. He loves you. You guys should be together. But here's why she should have got the guy. What? I'm joking. I'm joking. Oh, There's no okay. way. And, and that's the thing. I think it's a disservice because it's almost too easy to say that she doesn't deserve happiness in this case. But you wonder, like you, Julie Roberts usually gets the guy. Yeah. And so this one movie, you do wonder the whole time, but in the end, definitely he should be with Kimmy. Michael should be with Kimmy. Can't play, but Cameron Diaz. Yeah. They're better for each other. And Jules will find someone else. When she turns 29. <laughs> so old. Oh. Team Kimmy. Now we have pretty in pink. Kimmy. Oh, the old classic. Yeah. Yes. 1986 classic love triangle here. A poor girl must choose between the affections of dating her childhood sweetheart or a rich but sensitive playboy. Yes, played by so, Bruce Wayne. Even right. <laughs> <laughs> so this one we have Molly Ringwald, who's you know the classic of the eighties. Yep. And it's the playing. Andy. I think it's the atypical, the cliche best. You know the friend zone scenario yes. where you have Ducky played by John Cryer, quirky as all get out. Phil Ducky Dale. Yeah, and then you have Blaine. Blaine. Blaine McDonough, the uh, rich guy from across the tracks, played by Andy McCarthy. Andrew yeah, McCarthy. Andy McCarthy. Andrew. Yeah. And great guy. And this is written by John Hughes. This is more of a difficult love triangle because Blaine, the rich guy, mm-hmm. the preppy guy, he's not a complete jerk. He's friends with a jerk. He is. But and he often goes with them. Yeah, he hangs out with them, but he's not a jerk himself. And in fact, ends up standing up for Andy. But what this was meant to be is an underdog finds love story. And supposed to be. Did you read about the original ending? Oh, totally. Yeah. Yeah. So in the initial test screening, so the director, John Hughes, they put it out and the movie ended with Annie picking Ducky. Her best friend rather than the popular guy. And the audience booed they loudly and the women in the crowd they they left their their exit comments they said i don't care about like you know what kind of politics or how rich someone is or whatever we want andy to get the cute boy and the cute boy was andrew mccarthy yeah and so they changed it they hurried and did reshoots you know everyone kind of looked different and stuff for the last prom scene yeah i remember and, they had to wear a wig yeah and then you have john crier saying you know go get him or i'm not taking you to another prom basically already knowing how the movie was supposed to end and saying Choose him for the movie that everyone's going to see. So, yeah, the best friend falls on a sword and says, no, go yeah. for the popular guy. And he's a nice guy, and it's it's a cute moment. Yeah. But it also is, it's a little sad. And then he gets waved at. Ducky gets waved at by a girl to prominent. Yeah. They to call her Duckette, and it's yeah. um, Christy Swanson. Yes, it is. Yeah. But uh, actually, fun fact, and I think I may have brought some big itself before. Uh, John Hughes and and the other guy he made this movie with were so unhappy with the way it turned out that they remade the movie, essentially. Mm-hmm. Some kind of wonderful. The next year it came out. Yeah. And the genders of the characters are switched. But in that movie, the, the main character is going for the popular girl, but then decides to be with his best friend. Uh, well, who, little Watts, they did a better job who's awesome. because Ducky is actually kind of infatuated. Yes. Right. I don't think he's a good match for Andy. You don't think so? I don't think either one is. Truly, because this is high school, 
I think they're all going their own way. I think in three years, Andy is very popular in college uh-huh. and has nothing to do with either person because she's definitely not ending up with club. Blaine. Yes. Yeah. So you say Blaine. Uh, I'd say Blaine, but honestly, for prom, and then it goes nowhere after that. I think they pulled the wrong audiences. I totally say Ducky on this one. Go on. I think I think that that best friend story, it, like I said, it works so well in Some Kind of Wonderful, mm-hmm. which is a fantastic rom-com. Very overlooked because Pretty Pink's um, one of the icons. But written where the best friend isn't a stalker. I don't think Ducky's a Ducky stalker. Is. I don't think he's a stalker. I, yeah. I didn't see him as that. I saw him as the best friend who hung around because they were friends. He wasn't stalking her. He was just there because they hung out. And she couldn't see that. And I, I think those audiences were, were wrong. But I she think. also doesn't like him whatsoever, right? She likes him. Well, she, well mm-hmm. she, they're friends. Once she again, does, this is an alien situation. that happens so many times in rom-coms where it's like right? you don't realize you love him until all of a sudden it's like, oh, wait, yeah. And so I think Ducky... So you think long-term Randy. scenario, Ducky would be a better choice, even yes. though she would have to really do a lot to fall in love with this guy. I don't think she'd have to do a lot. I think she would just have to say, oh, he likes me like that? Well, I feel so comfortable and I like him like that too. Yeah. I think that would have flipped the switch. I'm going to stick with Blaine. I'll stay Ducky. Uh, I've never seen this movie. <laughs> it predates you by but a little which bit. Na- which, which name do you like more? Ducky. Blaine or Ducky. D- Ducky. I win. Good. Oh, my gosh. Because sure. <laughs> it sounds like an animated character. You're going to go with Ducky for Who real? Who she actually end up with? Blaine. I'll yeah, go with it. that. Yeah. Well, you just switched just, your vote. Because audience actually. Well, you said like what name sounded better. That was my manipulative way. Uh, Andrew McCarthy, super handsome, too. He is. Sure. Okay. John Cryer was in Superman 4. <laughs> well, that settles <laughs> it. Do Blaine it, it is. <laughs> Aww. Now we have Stranger Things. Fun fact. This is almost yeah. the exact same situation of Steve Harrington being the popular guy that, okay. that's friends with jerks, but then learns his lesson. Yeah. Is, it, is it not essentially based off of pretty Oh, totally. Yes. yes. I mean. But Stranger Things, uh, 2016 to present, uh, show synopsis. Doesn't really matter in this case because weird things are happening, but we're talking about a relationship between Nancy Wheeler played by Natalia Dyer, and her relationship with Jonathan Byers, played by Charlie Heaton, and Steve Harrington, played by Joe Keery. It's funny what they did here, right? Because yes. Steve was the bully. He wasn't even like uh, seen as like a regular for season two. Like They were like, oh, maybe we'll hire this guy on for more because people actually kind of like him. Mm-hmm. right? He was meant to stay the jerk. Yeah, he's the popular jock. Yeah. And uh, he's, he's trying to date Nancy, and you don't really want them he's together. Not nice. He's not yeah. nice. Meanwhile, Jonathan's kind of a stalker. I'm sorry. I'm going back to the stalker thing, but he oh, is. Yeah. Right? Well, can, but, can you know a thing or two about stalkers? <laughs> so he is the nice guy for Nancy. Mm-hmm. He does feel like he knows how to treat her right. And so they do end up dating for a couple seasons. Mm-hmm. And I feel like it goes okay for a couple seasons up until I think one of the worst plot lines of the recent season of mm-hmm. season four was the way they kind of treated Jonathan because he's a loser. I, I was gonna. I was not gonna say it, but now I'll say it because you said it, Kent. Yeah. I think in the first couple seasons, Jonathan is an outcast. Yeah. And in the final last season, he's a loser. Yeah. Not like people aren't trying to push him out anymore. He's just hanging around with Argyle and just smoking. Yeah. And not he's supposed to go to college with his girlfriend Nancy, and they're supposed to go together. And, and, and he's he's telling lies. And he's like, oh yeah, he's I'm lying, go. but he he doesn't really care about that anymore. I don't think they're going to be together much longer. Meanwhile, Steve Harrington. Okay. Steve Harrington, Joe, Steve the Hair Harrington, Joe Carey did such a good job. He really is the hair. At, at this character that you absolutely, like in the first season, you're kind of like, this guy's a jerk. But by the end, you kind of like him. Yeah. And now you love him. And he claims in the most recent season that he has feelings for Nancy still. Yeah. But could he fall back in old habits? The way he treated her in season one 
if they got back together in and two, he's like, that in, was easy. And two, he gets a little jealous. Yeah. Could he fall back and be like, oh, yeah, we're dating again. I'm just going to mistreat her again. No. Because he definitely did. I think Steve has learned so much from uh, being constantly being friends with 12 by the supernatural, <laughs> sure. getting beat up by Russians. Yeah. I think he's learned so much that he would be a good fit for Nancy again. And I don't think Jonathan's going anywhere or doing anything. Well, you know who disagrees with you? Who? Millie Bobby Brown. She Whoa. chooses Team Jonathan for Nancy because he's kind, Brown explained, and he might just need a bit more time to grow him, grow into himself as a man yeah. because he is a teenage boy. And yes, right now, he's not in a good place. But I think maybe by season five, the writers are going to put us as the audience in a spot where we actually say, who's better or who's going to sacrifice themselves in this case? Mm-hmm. Because I think one of them will. One of the guys will by the end of the show. And I think we're supposed to care because right now, let's just say Jonathan... You know, throws himself on the fire. No one's going to care because of who he is. But I think they're going to have last to, season. They're going to have to write seasons, him in a way. Absolutely, I would care. But I now, think they're mm. going to actually make us care about who she chooses. Okay. Obviously, Steve's way more likable right now. Yeah. But I feel bad for Jonathan because of where he's at. I think Jonathan ha- has made some decisions that have really lessened his character. And I say him, his his writers, but. I, I'm picking Steve here. I think Steve and Nancy just because he's together. more likable. Because you like Steve. Do you like Nancy as a character? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So I I think that Steve has definitely grown as a character, and he would never fall back. To I his think old ways. Nancy and Jonathan are both so vanilla that maybe they'd make a happy couple. I'll go with Steve. Yeah, that's that's the right choice. You should just because the hair. Uh, yeah, I've seen that show. <laughs> Believable. Now it's sweet home Alabama. Where the skies are so blue. It's true. I watched this today for the first time. For the first time? Yeah. I avoided this movie like crazy. But why? I don't like rom-coms. You like some rom-coms? Some. But this is like the atypical rom-com that I would avoid. Came out in 2002. And what'd you think? (laughs) You didn't like it. No. Uh, show synopsis, a young woman who's reinvented herself as a New York City socialite must return home to Alabama to obtain a divorce from her husband after seven years of separation. So this one... Uh, we're gonna, spoon at the top here. Yeah, we're going to spoil Sweet Home Alabama. Oh, no. From 2002. <laughs> you know, Kent, most people have watched it <laughs> okay. in the past 21 years. So she is going to... She's engaged to a very rich person, uh, play, Andrew, played by Patrick Dempsey. Yes, Andrew Hennings. And by he's a nice guy. And I think this movie, even though I didn't love it, I didn't find it very funny, I think has four rom-coms, a great love triangle because both guys are great. My wife would say the best love triangle. Okay. Because she, when I when I, pre- I presented all these to her just to get a female sure. opinion and figure out kind of what who she'd pick. And this one, she said, I'm not picking. I'm not picking. Because both really? these guys are good. Both these guys are good choices. I kept waiting because obviously most of the screen time is given. So, well, by the way, you know, you said this. She goes back home to Alabama and she finds her roots again mm-hmm. uh, with her childhood best friend slash Jake. guy she kissed when she was eight and then lightning struck and all Jake that. Jake Perry, played by Josh, Josh Lucas. They were married and then, and she's trying to get a divorce so they that were she married. can get married to Patrick Dempsey. Right. Basically, like she had a miscarriage and then she left town. And then lived her life and honestly sought her dreams in New York, became a fashion designer. Yes. Everything she ever wanted to do, she changed her name and kind of started lying to everybody. Her name, her name was Melanie Smooter. Yeah, which I love, <laughs> right? And became Melanie Carmichael. Yes. And so I'm watching this going, okay, Josh Lucas is great in this movie. Super likable. Yes. And then you're like, how are they going to make Patrick Dempsey unlikable? Because obviously we're supposed to choose the hometown boy. Right. Even though I don't know if that's what she wants. Keep in mind, we've had 20 years of Hallmark movies 
doing this exact same storyline over and yeah. over again. I'm not saying this is the first, but I'm saying this is one of the most popular. One of the well, I would say the the formula setter for a lot of this. It, it definitely is because it was so popular. The movie yeah. was so popular. And then Patrick Dempsey's character's mom, played by Candace Bergen, she's a bad person. Like yeah. we're, we're, we're she's a politician to, who hates who hates the southern life. We don't want Reese Witherspoon to end up with him just because of his mom, but truly, he's still good. Yeah. And so that's where I'm kind of split. I actually think Patrick probably deserves better than Reese Witherspoon's character. Mm-hmm. Because she lied to him for years. She did. And he had to find out. She was like, Melanie Smooter. Yeah, right? He had to find out Felony on Melanie. accident. So this one, I feel, and, and, and Jake, the guy she left Josh behind. Josh Lucas, yeah. He was kind of a drifter back in the day. He didn't really, he was kind of a Jonathan, shall mm-hmm. we say. Jonathan Byers. Yeah. But uh, he, since, after she left him, he really did have a wake-up call. And he's been trying to make himself, make something of himself since then. To the point where he wasn't signing the divorce papers. Because he wanted to prove to her that he had changed. And he wanted to get to a certain point before he but left But they hadn't home. talked in years. No. and uh, Seven years. It's been a long time. Yeah. But I do feel like he has grown. He has become a better person. And I'm, spoiler alert, for uh, 2002. For those of you who haven't seen a movie that's 21 years old. I hadn't until the other day. Uh, she chooses Jake. She chooses to stay with her original husband and, and hang out in, do you th- in her Is hometown. it because he fought for her love? Whereas I think Patrick Dempsey's character is more unassuming. And he's like, really? This is happening? Oh, this sucks. I well, I think it's because I think that Andrew is going to be just fine if he doesn't marry well, Melody. Uh, yeah, well, he he, he is. does. He, he gets engaged yeah. to someone else. But I think Jake would be absolutely demolished and kind of just his life would spiral if he. Didn't she left stay him for seven years though, and he was like trying it, to be a better person. So no, I'd say I like I know, I'd almost say he's fine. She's not. She sought New York. She has this career. I wonder if she can pull it back to Alabama and be like, yeah, I have a little shop now. She does. Yeah, I know, but what, does she find happiness in that, or yes. does she miss the high life? I think Felony Melanie's very happy in Pigeon Creek. So Jake in the movie does say, you can take the girl out of the honky-tonk, but you can't take the honky-tonk out of the girl. I have that on a t-shirt. Stop that. You <laughs> no, do. I don't. <laughs> Live, laugh, love. <laughs> can you imagine me wearing like, that t-shirt? And, and But this is a hard it's one because she, sell store. she ends up with Jake, but I think both are great choices. They are both great choices. They are both great choices, and that's why I like this movie, because one of them isn't a puppy kicker. Uh, just because. I'm going to give it to Andrew. Just to spite you. Zach? It's Jake. Okay, Thank you. There we go. It's Jake. Thank you, Zach. Good You person. know I agree with you, too. Zach, I just you, had are, to you are not a puppy kicker. I am Am I? a puppy kicker. You're a little bit of a puppy kicker, Kent. Oh. Uh, on bacon cell, not in dating. Not in real life. We have that t-shirt in the store, Dare to be the Puppy Kicker. And it was a full-grown dog, okay? Mm, Can all, I say that? They're all puppies. Yeah, but it was like a dachshund. <laughs> that counts as a puppy, man. Yeah, the distance on that one. <laughs> Stop! <laughs> Kent, you can't punt a wiener dog. <laughs> Uh, That's a t-shirt. Okay. Now let's go to Twilight. Oh, the epic love. The epic. 2008, 2012. Don't sigh like that. We did a whole episode about it on episode 259, Twi Hard with a Vengeance. Oh, yeah. But you have here Bella Swan at the top of the pyramid, and then you have her two love interests, Edward Cullen, played by Robert Pattinson, Mm -hmm. and Jacob Black, played by Taylor. Us watching these movies was instrumental in my uh, marriage. Yeah, that's special, right? That's a bizarre statement. It was, yeah, it was like a bonding little date we went on, my my wife and I. The funny thing is, we've talked about the positives, the pros of the suitors of the previous categories, of the previous movies. These are just red flags. And it's like, who has fewer red flags between Edward and Jacob? Yes. I I know we probably talked about it on the episode, and we probably picked, and I may contradict myself. Sure. There's not a great choice here. Okay, well, you're, you're right. I mean, like Jacob, for example, right? He's warm. He's sensitive. 
He's a wolf. He, he's a wolf. He's right? immature. And actually, Bella could have a normal life, living the normal Quiludi life with Jacob, right? Yeah. I probably pronounced that right. Don't worry about it. I think it. you said Quaaludes. Quaaludi life. <laughs> but he... Shot, that's really he, accurate. Much, yeah, yeah. He also imprints on her daughter. <laughs> because he couldn't get her. That's the whole ducky thing of like he, giving someone like, yeah, oh, let's give you a why ducky never win. But he saved the daughter. Yeah, but he falls in love with the baby. He saved a her CG life. baby. She was a monster. I'm just talking purely tactile here. Go on. Purely tactile. Uh, Edward's uh, skin is like marble. Yeah. He's pale and his, his skin is like rock hard. Say it. He's Say ice it. cold. Say he it. He sparkles in the sunlight. Say it. He's a Stephanie Meyer vampire. 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 But he's cold. Jacob, on the other hand, his body temperature is warmer than a human should be. So he's about 108, 108.9 degrees Fahrenheit. There's every a, night who in the do you winter. want to cut up with no, every night in the a winter. popsicle there's, or a heater there's a scene in eclipse where uh she's freezing to death they're in a tent up yes. on the mountain I, I think the tent scene's great and uh edward has to sit there and watch her cuddle in one sleeping bag with jacob listen i'm already a heater give me robert pattinson all day okay no. i need something to cool me down uh <laughs> Talk Edward is every red flag water. of a relationship that you could get. Jacob so at least Jacob's has some not? green flags. He has some red flags, but not as much as Edward standing in the corner watching her sleep. Pattinson, Look. wait, Cullen, I get him confused. Same. Uh, so you're so you're taking Shark Boy over Batman? <laughs> yes, Shark Wolf Boy over Batman. Okay, over Coke Coke Zero. Kent Batman. Uh, Jacob gave her an ultimatum. I don't think that's very healthy for a relationship. I think Edward, yeah. Like, they do have a codependent relationship. Neither are good, Joel. Oh, Don't give me that look. I'm sorry Jacob gave him an ultimatum. I'm pretty sure that That's Edward... True. Hey, he said, if you choose him, you'll never see me again. Meanwhile, Edward's like, I understand your feelings for Jacob. I'm not comfortable with it, but that's okay. That's we after can keep he him stalked around. her and yelled at her and manipulated he, look, her. He hated her smell. <laughs> okay, but here's the thing. Uh, I think both are bad, but who does she choose? She chooses Edward. Cullen, she chooses yeah. Edward. It, this is love. And they're like, yeah, hey, you can have her daughter. She, she has... And she may be a bad choice, but also what Jacob ends up being and, and falling in love with is really but they gross. Only, no, but they only did that because that was the throwing him a bone, throwing the wolf a bone there mm-hmm. because they could not. They, they were like, OK, well, Jacob, everyone's going to be sad because Jacob ended up with no one. They're like, eh, let's let him in print. So I took a quiz on on popbuzz.com has a quiz of who, goodness, who's Pop better Buzz. for you. OK. And my result was Jacob Black. And it says in quotes. You are destined to end up with Jacob Black. You have a thing for compassionate, funny, and strong men, and Jacob is just that. There you go. He will literally take the shirt off his back to keep you warm, <laughs> and he will fight anyone who does you wrong. A caring werewolf with abs. So is that your pick? No, it's Edward. I'm choosing like, Jacob. Because you want the warmth to cuddle with at night. I, no, I think he's warmth in personality and warmth in skin. Yeah. Wouldn't you rather go to birthday parties with um, the Colin clan and stare at each other weirdly? No, I hate baseball. <laughs> I want, I want to turn into a Muse wolf and be is, telepathic. Because oh, you don't like Muse. Telepathic they play wolves. Muse when they play baseball. Mm. And uh, a Carlisle looks just like Matt Bellamy from Muse. Yeah, that's Jacob so true. smiles once in a while. That's nice. He I'd does. like to have a you know hang out with someone that I smile. He's so while. whiny. Do you though. know how many shirts you'd go through? How many pants you'd have to replace? It just the, the clothing disappears in this man. Also, crazy. he I can like uh, mind talk with his family. And so he's talking about you. They're just staring at each other. You're like, what are you saying about me? But What's I going don't on? have to turn into one of them to be them. No, it's true. But she wanted to be immortal. But like, you'd be real fast, though. All right, guys. We got team Edward. Team Edward. <laughs> Boo. <laughs> Boo to both of you. And finally, X-Men. Yes. <laughs> so this goes from 2000. 
to 2019? How far are we going with the X-Men franchise Well, here? it depends because there's obviously the comics, the animated series, and the movies. We're mostly focusing on the movies so because we're talking about... Just, I, I'm going to say, let's focus mostly on... Can I refer to the comics? X-Men, X2, and X... Then La X3, Last, Last Stand, Stand. X3, they do Last come back Stand. in Days of Future Past. I feel yeah. like canon needs to be talked about, though, because in the canon, in the comics canon, Jean Grey and Scott are kind of like... Wait, wait, talk about the triangle. So we've got Jean okay. Grey at the top, Scott, Scott Summers, Summers, slash Cyclops, and then Wolverine, or Logan yes. slash Wolverine on the other side. So Wolverine is always pined for Jean, Jean Grey, who is always... Tied to, but not betrothed to Scott Summers. They were dating. They were dating, but it was like, will they get married? Or it's just like, let's just fight some Sentinels or whatever. Planning on it. Yeah. But it was always kind of a bad relationship between Gene and Scott in the comics. Oh. It it goes poorly. And that's what I want to say is... Nerd. Well, yeah. It was never a sacred thing. Comics don't count, count. To the point where Gene does die a few times in the comics. (laughs) Uh, She gets married. Uh, Clones get married to Scott Summers, and then when she comes back, she actually does start making out with Wolverine. Does Wolverine imprint on a clone? (sighs) Probably. Uh, Fun fact, Scott Summers, uh, apparently he's irresistible to women with telepathic abilities, because all the telepaths seem to be attracted to him. So apparently the guy's got good, pure, happy thoughts. (laughs) Oh, yeah. Hey. Meanwhile, you get Wolverine slash Logan, who's not necessarily... I mean, if we're going comics, he's not Hugh Jackman. No. He's not exactly no. Are you Are you going to make a height joke? Are you going to make fun of short guys? No. Short kings? I'm just going to say that in the comic, oh, that Hugh Jackman is about a foot taller than Wolverine in the comics. Yeah. Hugh Jackman is six foot three, and Wolverine in the comics is five foot Okay, three. but if we're going straight movies, we James are. Marsden, and he's great in every single love triangle he's in. Oh my in. gosh, James Marsden is in so many. But we, he's we didn't a, even bring up Enchanted. But he's a pansy in every single love triangle he's we in. We were banned from Twitter. Yeah. So, yeah, yeah, we did. He's, he's a beta male. Yeah. Especially Cyclops, the active leader of the X Men. He's brave. He's a leader. He's a pretty. Win- he's he, a Leonardo. He's a pretty lame leader. Yeah, no, he's not. James Marsden's Cyclops. He is. No, but he doesn't in have, the cartoon. No, but Cyclops he doesn't have that. The, thing, the thing about Cyclops is he does have that low self esteem. He has that imposter syndrome where he wants. He is the leader. He is the hero. So, but he's always self doubting himself. So the wild card here is Gene because Gene, Gene is a destructive force. Right, she seems super chill. Literally a destructive force. But man, force. when she is bad, she becomes the phoenix, then the dark phoenix, and will destroy the world pretty easily. Well, that's kind of how it ends up because she doesn't end up with neither. She ends up with neither. Well, in so the in the movie, she kills she Cyclops f- she immediately. Friends, yeah, she friend zoned Wolverine was, and then killed Scott. I was so mad when she killed Cyclops because in the comics, when she becomes the dark phoenix, it is his love and his steadiness because that is Cyclops in the comics and cartoon that keeps her. Yeah. From destroying the world, and she sacrifices herself. Yeah. So between the choice of uh, Wolverine and Cyclops in the movies, she chose violence. Yeah. <laughs> Whereas there is a what-if comic book where Jean and Logan are together. She becomes the Dark Phoenix, and Logan tries to calm her down, but he just doesn't have the sensibility. There's no control with him because he's a raging animal, and she destroys yeah, the Yeah, she world. goes to read his mind, and it's just bub, 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 bub. <laughs> no, but in X3, it is Wolverine that ends up talking her down because Scott is dust. Well, because Hugh Jackman is the star. Yeah. Right, yeah, and, and that's the way they positioned. James Marsden clearly had like a conflict. Oh, that he did with the Superman Returns. Really? He oh, did. is that why? Yep. He, he had to leave. <gasps> that's why. That's one of the worst parts ever. Where it's like, ah, oh, I oh, guess Cyclops died Cyclops off screen. Is, is gone. He's off screen, dead. Oops. Yeah, and I think Logan is the kind of bad boy she would have dated in like early Academy in the in the Xavier School. Yeah, but I think Scott is more marriage material. You ride the motorcycle with Wolverine. And you take Cyclops home for dinner. Yes. That's weird, but I agree with you yeah. guys. Yeah, I think it's got to be Scott. It's, it's Scott. It's Scott. 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 Gene. <laughs> uh, 
Anyway, so there you go. That is our... (laughs) (laughs) So we agreed with the protagonist, the the person who was choosing a lot. For the most part. We disagreed a few times. Yeah. Uh, I think overall... The writers do have an agenda, and they're going to say, well, obviously, we want to be right, so we're going to choose this for the writing. Well, and I hope if any if any screenwriters are listening to, or, or, or novelists are listening to Bacon Sell right now, I hope you take this as a lesson, that you don't have to make the love triangle with an obvious choice sure. and a puppy kicker. Right. You, it's nice when you have that, oh, they're both good options, and then, you know, yeah, give the audience a reason to root for one or the other, but don't make it super obvious. Mm-hmm. That takes away all the fun. Right. But let us know on Facebook, on Instagram, on Twitter, if you agree with our love triangle decisions during this romantic time of year. We would like to hear from you. We love it. <laughs> Was that creepy? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> we love it. We love it. We want your attention. Before we go, we'd like to thank our patrons. So give some from, love to patrons. Right. We'd like to yeah, give you guys some love. And so, so thank you for being the I'm the listener category. It's Lady Terry A. Finley, Jennifer Kielkowski, Braden Winterton, Alicia Bass, Sir and Madam Hicks, Adam and Rachel Crump, Scott Sprague, Juice, the Cooler King Swallow, Andrew Dancing Through the Fire, Casey Cummings, Ryan and Marley, Debbie Foster, Dave Kelly, Angelo Plotz, Briggs is Hot, and Rocky and Steph. And from the Bacon Council, we have Nicole D. Kale, the one, the only Chris Anderson, Johnny English the Brick, Stephen, everyone's favorite Ross, Her Royal Highness Jessica Terry, our favorite couple of the Madsons, Star Wars expert Kyler, Glow Clan Daniel, the other Josh, and Beaker! Yeah. Thank you, patrons. We heart you, and you are the Melanie to our smooter. <laughs> we love you. <laughs> But if you want to find me, you can find me at 76Joel on Twitter. You can find me performing with QuickWits. They perform at the Midville Performing Arts Center. For more details, go to qwcomedy.com or go to the QuickWits Facebook page. If you want to find me on Twitter or Instagram, it's at Kenny3DD. If you want to read my movie reviews, at ShowtimeShowdown.com. If you'd like to connect with me, you can do so on Twitter and Instagram at TumblingMustard. But more importantly, make sure you're following Bacon Sale. Go ahead and like that Facebook page and visit at Bacon Sale on Twitter and Instagram. While you're doing that, visit tpublic.com slash Bacon Sale where you can get yourself some merch. Please wear a Bacon Sale t-shirt. Post a picture on Instagram. Tag us. No one's done that. We like it. No one has ever done that. And then if you like what's going on here and you want to support us further, visit patreon.com slash Bacon Sale, where support starts at just $3 a month. You can get all sorts of fun benefits, including maybe the potential of like a a live stream Bacon Bit. That was experimented upon this week. We're working on it. We'll see if that works out. Patreon.com slash Bacon Sale. So until next time, we were on a break. Rewind, Kent. Shouldn't I be a romantic interest in some way to be part of that love triangle? Otherwise, I'm just a stalker. There's one good choice, and it's not the most handsome one. The handsome guy is the one that he's a murderer. I'll get there. (laughs) I had a brain triangle just then. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, no. She did not go to Slayer School to not have your respect. Spike, don't play with girls. Save it for our Batman defending show, which apparently we're going to have to do one day against like, Zach. Spoiler alert. First name is Batman. What? <sighs> you love you can't have a stable relationship when you're moonlighting as a vigilante. Yeah. I've tried. <laughs> Friends. I don't share food. Joey doesn't share food. Ah, this Rachel thing. I'm pondering it again. <laughs> Milo Venom no more. <laughs> Dean Pollocolico. Matt It's the cute crooked mouth. I just can't. I can't get past it. Hey look, Katniss, I can I can paint myself like a rock. My best friend died. She has such friend energy. Will you be the Eowyn to my Faramir? She's fantasy friend zone, is that what we're saying? She's fantasy friend zone. 
And the distance on that one. Stop! <laughs> Kent, you can't punt a wiener dog. He's warmth in personality and warmth in skin. You ride the motorcycle with Wolverine and you take Cyclops home for dinner. Scott! 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 Scott. Scott. Gene!